जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंजा बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजजनरंजन जय व्रजजनरंजन जय यशोदानंदन जय व्रजजनरंजन जय व्रजजनरंजन जय यमुना तीरावन चारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय यमुना तीरावन चारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हारे कृष्ण हारे कृष्ण 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 हारे हरे हारे राम हारे राम 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 हारे हरे हारे कृष्ण हारे कृष्ण 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 हारे हरे हारे राम हारे राम 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 हारे हरे जय राधा कालाचंजी राधा कालाचंजी राधे जय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जय जगन्नाथ जय जगन्नाथ जय बलदेव जय सुभद्रा जय गौरानीताय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय प्रभुपद जय प्रभुपद जय 
प्रभु पादा श्रीला प्रभु पादा गौर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुदीरएद नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवया भगवतीम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टुकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय नंदगोपकुमाराय गोविंदय नमो नमः reading from shrimad bhagavatam canto 1 chapter 9 text 45 tatra dundubhayo nedur tatra dundubhayo nedur deva manava vaditah shashamshu sadavo ragyam तु पुष्पृष्टुंदुभो ने दुर् तुंदुभो ने दुर्देवनवादि सशंसु सादवो रग्यम सशंसु सादवो रग्यम खात्पे तु पुष्पृष्ट खात्पे तु पुष्पृष्ट तुंदुभो ने दुर्देवनवादि शशंसु साध्वो राग्यम खात्पेतु पुष्पृष्टय ट्रांसलिटरेशन तत्र देर आफ्टर दुंदबय ड्रम्स नेदुहु वर् साउंडेड देवह द डेमी गॉड्स फ्रॉम अदर प्लैनेट्स मानवः, मेन फ्रॉम ऑल कंट्रीज वादितः, बीटन बाय, शशंशु प्रेस्ड साधवः, ऑनेस्ट राग्यम बाय द रॉयल ऑर्डर खात फ्रॉम द स्काई पेतुहु, बिगैन टू फॉल पुष्पृष्टयः shower of flowers translation thereafter both men and demigods sounded drums in honor and the honest royal order commenced demonstrations of honor and respect and from the sky fell showers of flowers purport bhishma dev 
was respected both by the human beings and by the, and the demigods. The human beings live on the earth and similar other planets in Bhuvar and Bhur and Bhuvar Loka group of planets. And the demigods live in the Suvar or the heavenly planets. And all of them knew Bhishma Dev as a great warrior and the devotee of the Lord. As a Mahagjana or authority, he was on the level of Brahma, Narada and Shiva, although he was a human being. Qualification on a par with the great demigods is only possible on attainment of spiritual perfection. Thus, Bhishma Dev was known all over the universes and during this time, during his time, interplanetary travel was affected by finer methods than futile endeavors of mechanical spacecraft. When the distant planets were informed of the passing away of Bhishma Dev, all the inhabitants of the upper planets as well as the earth dropped showers of flowers to show due respect to the departed great personality. This showering of flowers from heaven is a sign of recognition by great demigods and it should never be compared to the decoration of a dead body. The body of Bhishma Dev lost its material effects due to being surcharged with spiritual realization. And thus the body was spiritualized. Just as iron becomes red hot when it comes in contact with fire. The body of a fully self-realized soul is therefore not accepted as material. Special ceremonies are observed for such spiritual bodies. The respect and recognition of Bhishma Dev are never to be imitated by artificial means. As it, as it has become a fashion to observe the so-called Jayanti ceremony of any and every man, common man. According to authorized Shastras, such a Jayanti ceremony for an ordinary man, however exalted he may be materially, is an offense to the Lord because Jayanti is reserved for the day when Lord appears on this earth. Bhishma Dev was unique in his activities and his passing away to the kingdom of God is also very unique. ओम अज्ञानाति मिरंदस्य ज्ञानांजन शलाके चक्षुर उन्मिलतम येनम तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः सो एक्चुअली एज वी सी इन दिस चैप्टर इन द 9 व्हिच इज टाइटल्ड द पासिंग अवे ऑफ भीष्मा देव इन द प्रीवियस श्लोका एक्चुअली इट इज सेड दैट भीष्मा देव एंटर्ड द स्पिरिचुअल रियलम इन वन ऑफ द वैकुंठा प्लैनेट्स वेयर भगवान इज प्रेजेंट सो एज सेड इन दिस परपट देयर आर just for giving an example, there are seven planetary systems from where we are. So, there are Bhu, Bhu, Loka, Suvar Loka, Mahar Loka, Jana Loka, and Tapa Loka, right? And Satya Loka, which is present. So, all the inhabitants of all these planets are actually very well aware. We human beings today live in the Bhu plane. And the Bhuar Loka is where which is present around us. The Suvar Loka is where... The, sun, the planetary or the solar system is present and all the devatas and if you look at even for example the constellation like Ursa Major and Minor, all these stars are presented about 40,000 yojanas away from us in distance. Yojana is about 8 miles as I've said. So every loka as we go higher and higher, it is farther and farther away actually. So, but all these inhabitants of these planets actually knew about Bhishma Dev. 
As said here, Mahajana, there are 12 Mahajanas which are present as authorities, which are Brahma, Narada, Shiva, the four Kumaras, the four sons of Brahma, the Kapila, the Kumaras, Kapila Deva, uh, Prahlada, Janaka Maharaj, uh, Na, uh, Yama, Shuka Goswami. These are all the, uh, are the characters who are called Mahajanas. And why they are called Mahajanas? Because they are authorities of the Vedic philosophy and principle itself. They set exemplary examples. And Bhishma Dev, as Devavrata it is called, is one of them. As we know in gist we can say, he took a vow never to get married and stayed that way. And his father gave him the vow that he can quit his body when he wants. But Bhishma Dev's realization is far higher than just wanting a material aspect of when to quit his body. His only desire was to quit his body in front of Lord Krishna. That is the ultimate goal of every Jivatma. To actually think of Bhagavan at the time of one's passing away. That should be the goal of every living entity. As it is said, Janma karma chame devyam yome tatvataha taktu deham punar janma so arjuna. It means one who remembers Bhagavan at the time of passing away, he never comes back to take birth here. That is the assurance which Bhagavan says. So Bhishma Dev actually is an exemplary example which we cannot, we cannot, we can aspire but not imitate as even said here in the purport. Right? It is said nowadays that common people also generate Jayanti. But this is a very uh, misconception. The reason Lord Krishna's appearance is called Jayanti is because we have a body and our body decays and dies. Bhagavan is as he is. He only comes. It is called avataram. The word avataram means to descend from somewhere up to here and then go back again, actually. So, Lord Krishna, Rama and all other Vishnu Tattva avatarams are actually very descends down. And the reason he comes is because paritranaya sadhunam vinachayasa dushkritam, which means to deliver us. So, this is the purpose of why Bhagavan comes. And that is why it is said that passing away of Bhishma Dev is not considered to be an ordinary event because when as given the example, if you take a hot rod and you put it into the fire, it will become so hot, it looks like fire. It attains the quality. Similarly, when a Jivatma, though we are covered in our Panchabhuta, we say five elements, right? Earth, water, fire, air and ether. This is what our body is made of gross elements. But as soon as we start associating with Bhagavan, we chant his name, that purifications come from within. And so hence, the body becomes spiritually charged. And that is why it is said that for people like Bhishma Dev, uh, it is not considered a material body. It is considered a worshipable body. Because it is spiritually charged. The Also in this purport as we see, all the demigods from other planets are showering flowers, right? So actually this is again showing the recognition which is happening not just in today in a material sense like, you know, if some leader passes away, people may recognize and everything. But people from other distant universes are coming. So Bhishma Dev, it's not called 
it's that's why it's called passing away it's basically an ascent for him to go to vaikuntha loka and it is a rejoicing moment it is actually a very rejoicing moment for you know as jivatmas here as human beings you have to think that we may think that just because we may do some devotional service we may be greater but the demigods are actually very pleased when they see a jivatma from here going on path to vaikuntha loka or bhagwan's goloka vrindavana they are also very happy they are actually extremely happy so it is it is not that uh, adi devatas are only interested in they are they have a job to do like for example the sun has to rise every day and it has to set every day if the sun doesn't rise and doesn't uh, set then the whole universe will not be functioning <laughs> if the moon doesn't rise and moon doesn't set there will be no ocean there will be no tides there will be no growth of flowers right so those devatas are also doing their job according to lord krishna's instructions so they are very well aware as we say even in bhagavad gita where krishna explains that he first imparts this knowledge to the vivaswan which is sun god so we can see so very clearly we can see that bhishma dev's passing away is considered a very though maybe a painful event for yudhishthira and all the other people surrounding him but it is indeed a joyous moment actually it is said actually that there is uh, one of the saints in alvars have she has written andal that when actually when a when a jivatma actually comes to go back to bhagwan's abode there is actually a a welcoming ceremony imagine you you have you have gone away from your home and you are lost and you come back after a long time how pleased your mother and father will be there to see you and imagine when you are coming back to bhagwan's final home how happy bhagwan will be to see you this love can only be experienced it can be understood but it can only be experienced so as jivatmas we should long for that we should long for that separation and wanting to see bhagwan to go back to his abode as is punar janmana vidyate that is the real goal of human life yes we have karma yoga we have to maintain our life profession have a balanced life that is correct but this is why bhishma dev is a is a very exemplary example because as you know in spite of knowing all this he continued to stay and impart knowledge to both his uh, you know grandsons like yudhishthira pandavas and and the kauravas too right he was ready to fight to do his duty and he knows what is karma yoga but when time came to quit his body all he wanted to see was bhagwan krishna's face so that is that is and in his heart i mean seeing as in he is already doing smaranam kirtanam there is no question about it but that is the real goal so I, this is this is one of the very beautiful aspect of the 12 mahajanas about bhishma dev which is talking right also if you see there are other mahajanas right for example we have kapila dev right kapila dev of course as we know is also an avataram of actually lord krishna and you know he actually explains to devahuti right what he, what he says is 
One of the shlokas he says actually in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam is Uru Suparna Bhujayor Adhi Soba Manavaha Ojo Nidhi Atasika Kushuma Vabhasu Vyalambi Pitavaravashasi Vartamana Kanchi Kalapa Parirambi Nithamba Bhimam the yogi should fix his, his mind in meditation on the personality of God's thighs, the storehouse of all energies. Bhagwan's thighs are whitish blue, like the luster of the linseed flower, and appear most graceful when the Lord is carried on the shoulders of Garuda. And also the yogi should contemplate his rounded hips, which are encircled by a girdle, that rests on the exquisite yellow silk cloth that extends down his ankles. So actually it is seen that Bhagwan is a reservoir of all strength. As we know the shloka which says, Aishwaryasya samagryasya viryasya tashtriya jnana vairagya bhaga itingana. It actually means Bhagwan is the reservoir of everything. In fact as a young boy he is able to lift Govardhana hill. That shows how simplicity he can lift with his pinky or a little finger. Right? The whole body of Bhagavan is full of opulences. Therefore, he says, the yogi is advised to meditate upon the transcendental form of Lord Sri Krishna, beginning from the soles of its feet, then gradually rising to the knees, to the thighs, and finally arriving to the face. This is how actually one should, when we take darshanam of Bhagavan, this is how actually one should see. Because Lord Krishna is Tribhangam, you should start going from the toes, from the feet, from the ankles, from the calves, from the beautiful thighs to the hips. You know, we say in in the month of Leela, we say, Namamishwaram Sachidanandarupam Lasat Kundalam Gokule Brajamanam. Damodarashtakam is not to be just thought only one one month of the 12 months. You should think about it every day. <laughs> think just chanting one. It is okay to chant in a month. But the thought should be every single day. It's not like, uh, you know, we just think about Damad Rashtagam one, one, one month during Kartika and the rest 11 months, the book is closed and left, left somewhere. <laughs> it is okay to start like that. But when does one does Bhakti Yoga... One should think how beautiful Bhagawan's hips and thighs are. How wonderfully Yashoda was able to tie him. How, how difficult it must have been that Bhagawan was trying to confuse Mother Yashoda when she was trying to tie him. <laughs> and then he finally allowed her. Because, as we know, Bhagawan Krishna can only be tied with love. No material strength can tie him. Even as a child. So, the description of Bhagawan actually in this form what we use is the lower part of the body as Bhagawan's is covered with yellow silk. This is what Bhagawan wears. This cloth actually extends to his ankles. That's why the yogi should meditate upon this. Not an imaginary object. It is actually very personable. Kapiladev also says actually that The yogi, Yachri Niketam Alibhi Parisevyamanam Bhutva Swayakutila Kuntala Vrindajustam 
मीना द्वयश्रयम अधिक शिपद अब्ज नेत्रम ध्यान मनोमयम अतंद्रिता उलसद भ्रू द योगी मेडिटेट्स अपॉन द ब्यूटिफुल फेस ऑफ भगवान विच इज अडॉन्ड विथ कर्ली हेयर एंड डेकोरेटेड बाई लोटस लाइक आईज एंड डांसिंग आईब्रोज अ लोटस सराउंडेड बाई अ स्वॉर्मिंग बीस एंड अ पेर ऑम स्विमिंग फिश वुड बी पुट टू शेम बाई भगवान एलेवेंस so it's the important shloka which kapile dev talks here about bhagwan's beauty is dhyayena manomayam manomayam is not imagination actually many sometimes question people like how is this we know this is why actually bhagwan takes incarnation as rama krishna narasimha varaha all the incarnations he has come even lord krishna and all his associates also come down to reveal his beauty and they describe him so bhagwan's beauty is not actually something imaginary it is something which is experienced by all these bhagavatas and they tell us that is how we know the description of bhagwan so how bhagwan looks like for example if we see someone we will say this person looks this way you know he has a particular face his eyes are like this bhagwan's description of the lotus face is how he is always people question why is bhagwan always smiling one analogy is wonderfully given imagine when a child is little uh, you know sad and crying when it goes to its parent the chi- the parent will always show love and affection and smile so it ha- the parent has to comfort the child we are also bhagwan's children and we are all suffering suffering in the sense we have different uh, adhyatmika klesha adi daivika klesha adi bhautika klesha so if you go to someone who is also sad then you cannot be uplifted <laughs> so bhagwan is always smiling to comfort and give us love he gives us assurance that is why bhagwan's hand he says abhayavastam in some places if you look at the the beautiful uh, marks in bhagwan's hand which are present they are actually giving assurance to his uh, devotee or bhakta name bhakta prayashyati my devotee never perishes that is what he assures but for that we also have to surrender and follow certain things which he is saying because if you don't then you know there is aspect of karma we have to experience so the best thing to do is to be under sharanam of bhagwan to be under his protection only being like prahlada or druva no matter as a young child fearless they go into the forest the only fear, the only faith they have is bhagwan will protect me like draupadi her faith was bhagwan you protect me that's how our faith should be when that surrender happens then naturally bhagwan will be there to help us it is it is it is called karpanyam the right word is called meekness i can and it will come it is just like the best way is imagine i was a young toddler or child i don't know what to do i raise my hand help me that should be the mode of surrender and devotional service that is why chaitanya mahaprabhu says tranadapi sunichena tarorapi sahishna means if you one has ego and arrogance then you cannot surrender because we will always feel 
that we can control everything we want. That the, the moment we realize that there are things which are not under our control or beyond our control, then is when we realize that Bhagwan is there and we should surrender to him. And that's when that love and affection develops. It is not that we are asking for, yes, it is okay to ask certain things from Bhagawan, but the real aspect what Bhagawan wants is our love to be revived for him. The love is dormant. Because as a Jivatma, that love is always present. That is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again says, Cheto Darpanam Arjanam. Clean our heart by chanting Bhagawan's name. And that will actually take us, you know, back to him. Again, it says, Nabi hirdam bhuvana lokosha guhodarastham yatratma yoni dishanakila loka padam padmam vyadam harin mani vrishastanayor amshuya dhyaye dvayam vishadahara mayukha gauram. The yogi should meditate upon the moon like novel in the center of abdomen. From this navel is the foundation of the entire universe sprung from the lotus stem containing all the different planetary systems. This lotus is the residence of Brahma, the first being. The same way, uh, you know, the uh, Bhagwan's Bhagwan is. It almost appears whitish, like the rays of the milk, pearl necklaces adorning his chest. This is the beauty of Bhagwan's navel. As we say, we chant Damodara, we meditate about Bhagwan. Imagine how much pleasure Mother Yashoda has seeing his navel. She doesn't realize that this navel is, of course she knows, but for the Leela, you know, she's only meditating as Lord Krishna as her child. But imagine the navel is so beautiful and Bhagwan is like a baby, which she could enjoy. Our for our mind should think and meditate upon this. We should think about this. Chanting Bhagwan's name as we chant, uh, you know, the Mahamantram. As eventually we go to this, our mind and body should think about longing association. When can I see Bhagwan's name and form? When I can hear him? Whichever bhavam, whichever rasa, whatever, it doesn't matter. You could be. But that should be the mood of devotional service. Is to always want, uh, you know, namora, as we say, right? I mean, I always want to have these leelas in my mind. This should be the goal of our meditation, actually. Also, just I will just read a little bit more. So, it says, Tasya valokam adikham Kripataya ghora tapa trayo pasamanaya nirstam akshno snigdas mitanu gunitam vipula prasadam dhyaye chiram vipula bhayavana bhavanaya guhayam. The yogi should contemplate with full devotion the compassionate glances cast by the Lord's eyes, for they soothe even the most threefold agonies of his devotees. His glances accompanied by loving smiles are full of abundant grace, actually. So, actually it is said that the Lord's face is compared to a lotus and his black hair is compared to the humming bee swarming around the lotus. 
and his two eyes are compared to two fishing, two fish swimming about. So that's why I said the Lord's face is self-sufficient and complete. Bhagwan doesn't need any makeup or anything. <laughs> he is always beautiful. He is always yovanam. He is always fresh. That is the beauty of Bhagwan. Actually. As long as, uh, just to read a little bit more, the, uh, you know, as long as we are in this conditional life, there will be anxieties. As I said, Adi Devika blow, Klesha, Adhyatmika Klesha, Adi Bhautika Klesha. One cannot avoid this because when we are in a material universe, just like today there is summer, it will become winter. These are natural aspects we will have to experience. But what is important is, the, but this will be mitigated once we think about the beautiful form or the smiling face of the Lord. And this grace is actually what we should all aspire for. See, the the yogi should meditate upon the most benevolent smile of Lord's Hari. A smile for all those who bow to him dries away the ocean of tears caused by intense grief. The entire, see, it says the the entire universe is full of miseries. And therefore, the inhabitants of this material universe are shedding tears. There is a great ocean made of tears, but one who surrenders unto Bhagawan, all these tears dry up. One only needs see the charming smile of Bhagawan. In other words, the bereavement of material existence immediately subsides when one sees the charming smile of the Lord, actually. So, Whenever we are in difficulty, yes, we have to do what we have to do. Bhagwan does not say one should be lazy and not do anything. As Krishna has also told us, you know, one should fight and do one's karma yoga. But at the same time, one should keep our goal always in front of us. So that we can always think of Bhagwan and also aspire to quit our body just like Bhishma Dev. Thinking in consciousness and always chanting his name. So, I, there can be more told today in this shloka, but I will just end for today if there are any comments or any questions. So. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Huh? Well, that's a good question. The, there are many answers to this. But uh, in Christianity, it is said man is made from the image of God. <laughs> so, that is one aspect of, that's a different answer. But Bhagwan, it is not that Bhagwan is a, that is why here in the shloka it is said, it is not an impersonal form. The impersonal form is an energy. It's a personal form. That is the difference. The definition of person is as he is. We are, we are, as I said, his body is not a material body. It is Satchidananda Vigraha. But every aspect, it is said, our eyes and face and different uh, features, our skin are used. But it is said that the two eyes of Bhagavan, it says in Purusha Suktam, it says, Chakshu Suryo Ajayatha. It says the two eyes of Bhagavan are the sun and the moon. So every 
aspect of his body is used to sustain the whole, even a fraction of his, it's just a fraction of his energy, it is used to actually sustain the two universes, multiple millions of universes. His navel, our navel is a reason because we are born from a mother, <laughs> attached to the umbilical cord. His navel is present because Brahma has to be born from it. Right? That is the reason. So, every, every, his skin, as Bhagwan breathes, all universes come out of his pores of his skin and they go back. His, uh, so, every body, every aspect of his uh, body is spiritual. It is, not a, it is not a body which is used for uh, material stuff. That is the difference. That is why it is called Sachid Ananda Vigraha. The Vigraha is something which gives pleasure to everyone. Compared to our body is not a Vigraha. It is, it is just a material body. The moment we become old and we quit our body, this body is done. It has to decay. That is the reason. Or any, any, any animal or any living being which is around in this material universe. It could be a plant, it could be an animal, it could be an insect. Once the Jivatma leaves, it is just matter. Yes. So, there is a very deeper aspect of course. First, many markings are, they are present on only on Bhagwan or some of his associates. Ordinary people, for example, right, it is said according to Jyotisha and Palmistry too, which is also Vedic science, that certain people, you know, you will have certain marks in hand which show certain aspects, you know. But these kind of marks, these are called auspicious marks. They are not present on everyone. So, those auspiciousness, so there is a spiritually um, charged energy associated with these. But this cannot be understood by just material science. It can never be understood. This, this is, uh, the best way it is said is, like for example, the Sudarshana Chakra of Bhagwan is also in one of the shlokas it is explained actually when Kapila Dev talks about Bhagwan's opulences too. The Sudarshana Chakra is also a avataram as per se. You know, it is an expansion of Bhagwan. He is also a person, he is also a person, a worshipable object. Right? Yes, it is. It is actually. So, it is not a, every, every, every object of Bhagwan actually. Every, uh, and many of them have taken even incarnations as such, you know, direct or indirect incarnations as well, actually. So, they are all worshipable and they only come because Bhagavan wants. So, similarly, they, they portray certain auspiciousness. Like, even when you do puja, you know, you do homa and everything like that, right? Why do they do it in a particular way, right? The best way to explain to you is, uh, 
you know if you okay i'll give you a very scientific example if you want to connect to a wifi you need a password <laughs> something like that okay or if a connection is to flow from one place to another there has to be some kind of a link similarly all these are energies which come so even when we do pujas or something else the reason people do it in a particular way is because that energy has to come why is a temple constructed in a particular way right you know our temples are done if you look at our deity our vigraha you know why there is a gopuram on the top the reason they are done is because that energy has to come similarly the bhagwan's auspicious marks are himself auspiciousness but sometimes those auspicious marks also have to pass on you know the glance of the benefit to his devotees that's why it is but they can the, these marks actually convey that he is bhagwan some people can claim that they are having these marks but they cannot be naturally all ever present <laughs> yes so there are some people you know you know expansions or you know saktyavesham avatarams and certain people will have certain things but they cannot have all even chaitanya mahaprabhu if you know right nityanand prabhu they all have auspicious marks on their legs and feet and hands each one of them have this actually shows that's why you know uh, one cannot just cl- fakely claim that i am this or i am that nowadays many people say they are this and that <laughs> but shastra actually uh, i think there's a wonderful i was i, ju- I wanted to share this uh, it is good that you asked this because it's actually uh, very wonderfully actually told in uh, in the bhagavad gita in the purport actually it is said shruti smriti puranaadi pancharatra vidim veena aikantiki harer bhaktir upatyaiva kalpate devotional service to lord that ignores the authorized vedic scriptures like the upanishads puranas narada pancharatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society in so in society which means if we are doing devotional service bhakti yoga it is according to shastra it is according to bhagavad gita bhagavatam upanishads right pancharatrika if someone creates a process of devotional service out of mental concoction that is incorrect <laughs> one cannot just create as it says dharmat to sakshat bhagavat pranitam dharma is that which is given by bhagwan it can is not invented by man it is a it is completely wrong to think that we invented no he gives it to us and we follow it actually so devotional service this is actually it is a shloka and prabhupada has quoted in in the bhagavad gita itself in one of the purports actually he actually quotes this so devotional service is not something you know there is an aspect of doing seva that's one aspect but you know if someone says i can do devotional service without taking bath and come in unclean state <laughs> that is mental concoction i'm just giving a very uh, you know hypothetical example but this i just you know very you understand where i'm going right you can't we can't just invent this why we have guru sadhu shastra is because we have a guru who tells us what to do right 
why you know we say we have to chant you know whether we take diksha you know we come to the temple right people do pujas people chant 16 rounds right this is also devotional service so it has to be done according to shastra not according to own whims and fancies you can love bhagwan how you want that is different but you can't just say i can do anything i want <laughs> then people will say i can even not even follow any regulative principle and do what you want <laughs> you understand that i'm not saying you are saying for me, but just for the people who are hearing right i mean yeah <laughs> right No class, you mean, uh, that's okay, one has to be practical, right? people have responsibilities, some people at home, that's okay, right, I mean, that's okay, but one should, uh, you know, as Vaishnavas, what is important is, you know, as Prabhupada said, getting up in the morning, chanting, or doing whatever worship you are doing at home, right, even if you are eating, you offer in offer to Bhagawan, right, Whatever you have to do. And of course, one has profession to maintain. People have to work. All of that, you have to incorporate that. Bhagwan sees sincerity. He knows, you know, he's inside as a, he's inside every one of us as Paramatma. <laughs> Correct? We can, assess, we can cheat the whole world. We can't cheat Bhagawan. <laughs> so, of course, but that being said, Bhagawan wants our love and affection. That is what he is really after. It's okay to offer, yes. Uh, you know, one should not be, uh, you know, what Bhagavan also says is, one should not be miserly. <laughs> right? You know, even if someone can offer a single flower, Bhagavan is even happy with that. Right? Or if someone is able, you know, some people for whatever past karma, they are they are better situated opulently and they may have satsang, they may invite people to their home, Right? to feed Vaishnavas and other people. That is also a good thing they are doing. Right? So, it is not directly Bhagavad Seva, which is service to Bhagavan. Even Bhagavad Seva, and that is why even service to other Vaishnavas, as possible, is also important. Right? Whatever we could be doing. But the minimum is our Smaranam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, whatever we chant for Bhagavan. Right? Our chanting, our service, coming to the temple, or being at home, whatever we could pray. That is what Bhagavan is wanting. So, one has to be, of course, we are all working, some, many of us are working professionals, so you have to be practical. But at the same point, keeping thinking of Bhagavan and knowing our goal is how we should always be. No, we are, I think, Prabhuji, as you know, uh, whatever is given, uh, you know, of course, there are different Vaishnava Sampradayams, but even what Prabhupada is given, or, you know, Gaudiya Sampradaya is follow, right? You come to morning, whether you do at home, you do Guru Puja, you chant your rounds, right? Uh, the most important thing 
I mean, just for people you're hearing, it's a good question you're asking, Prabhuji, for the benefit of others also. The most important thing is, you know, following the principles what we follow, right? The regulated principles. That is a very important thing. And cleanliness. Saucham, which means not bodily cleanliness, even cleanliness from within. And that is why Prabhupada and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are stressed about chanting the Hari Nama Sankirtanam, right? Hare Nama Kevalam. Because by chanting Bhagwan's name in Kali Yuga, it is what helps us purify, right? But of course, in addition to that, you know, we have to do other things, part of devotional service, right? So that is what it should be. So it is whatever is given and pres- what you are asking is what is prescribed to us is following the principles of regulation, what we have, right? Chanting, getting up in the morning, whatever we could do. These are minimum things we should do. So good, thank you for asking. Okay. Hindraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shri Prabhupada ki jai.